Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning together Chukas Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Chukas. The topic of our Aliyah is the Song of the Well, and it is from um, Perik Chof Aleph, Posok Yud to Chof 11 Sukim in Parshas Chukas. Um, the main idea is the, the travels and the Song of the Well, and um, the basic summary is the following. We hear about a number of the travels of Israel that go from Ovos to Iyeha Avorim to Nachal Zored to Amon to all these different areas, and we hear a recording of the Book of Milch. Hashem, a very strange message, the book of the walls of God. And here's what it says. It says that uh, the, the, that es and anon, the, there's Vahev and Sufo, the valleys of Arnoi, Eshad and Acholim, the slope or the tilting of the valleys that tilted towards Ar and returned to the border of Moab. Of Moab. And from there, the well went out. And this is the, the, the well which HaKadosh Baruch Hu told the people that he would give them. Very strange, very enigmatic, very mysterious message written in this mysterious book called Milcham Hashem. At which point we hear Israel singing the song of the well, Az Yashir Yisrael, Az Yashir Azos, Ali Be'er and Ula. And in it there's a beautiful description about how this well was dug by princes and volunteers and how it travels with them the whole time they were in the desert. That's the summary of Aliyah. Very, very mysterious. What is going on over here? So first thing is, is to understand is, what is this business with the Sefer Milcham Hashem, the book of the wars of Hashem? Is this a book? Can we touch it? Can we find it? Where is it? What is it? Rashi says, no, it's not about a, a, a specific book, but in the future, when we talk about the miracles that Hashem did for us, we're going to talk about the miracles this well did for us. So it's saying, this is worthy of the future analog, um, chronicles and of the nation of Israel. The Ramban says that in every generation there were writers who documented the most fantastic and impressive wars of that generation, and they would include the wars that surround the Be'er, the well itself. Ibn Ezra says that potentially it actually does refer to a specific book. There was a book in those days called Milcham HaSashem, the Wars of God. And it was included in that we just don't have it at this point in time extant anymore. Okay, so now a basic question is, are these real places or are these metaphoric places which are being described? Rashi says a remarkable thing. He says that in fact this, this is talking about this war of the Milcham HaSashem. Why? Is there a battle around the travels of Israel with the well? I mean, it doesn't sound like there's any battle going on here. Says Rashi, there was. There was a battle which was averted. What actually happened? Israel were now traveling along the border of the Amorites. They're moving northwards along the east side of the Jordan River around the countries which are Edom, Edom, Ammon, Moab, and then the Amorites and Bashan. All those countries, Israel's moving slowly northwards. As they're moving through a valley, the Amorites want to lay an ambush for them. So what they do is they stand in the caves on the top of this valley, and they're going to throw down all kinds of projectiles onto Israel as Israel is going to pass through this valley. Hashem preempts this attempt, and what he does is he closes the valley upon itself so that all the protruding rocks enter the caves, kill all the, the waiting in ambush Amorites, and opens up again so Israel travels through and they are safe. However, at this point in time, Israel doesn't even know that they were saved. So what does Hashem do? Hashem uh, uh, makes it that the body parts and the blood of all those who are killed, waiting in ambush, appear in the water stream, in the Be'er itself the next day. So Israel realized that they were saved from these Amorites. That's what's meant when we say in this Pasuk, Eshed HaNacholim, the tilting of the valleys. Uh, that means that the valleys tilted towards each other, killing their enemies. That's why this is written in the book of Milcham Hashem, a fantastic and very silent miracle, which we don't hear about often. Now, what is the gist of this song? What, why they, this explains why they're singing but, and why the well is the, the emphasis over here because the well is where they saw this miracle happen. But what is the gist of it? So Rashi points out that it's describing how Moshe and the leaders of each tribe dug wells and accompanied them for the, throughout the 40 years in the desert. However, the Gemara Nadarim Daf Nun Hayamun Aleph says that it's actually allegorical for the, uh, rela the relationship with the divine as well. So the way it's described in uh, in in um, 
in Nadarim is that when it says when it talks about that the fact that the Torah goes as a, from Matana and Nachliel, these aren't real places. These are these are descriptions of how a person inherits Torah. First, a person first needs to invest in Torah, then it becomes theirs, then it becomes something a gift, and then it becomes something that they, they bequeath to to others. So it's really a metaphorical description as well. Now, how is this song similar and dissimilar from the song in Pasha's Beshalach in the Song of the Sea? There are many, many parallels between Beshalach and Chokas, but right over here you see a fascinating thing. First, these are the only two songs that begin in all of the Torah as Az Yashir. This is the Az Yashir of Beshalach, is the famous one we say in Davening every day, and this is the Az Yashir um, of Bnei Yisrael as um, Ali Be'er Enula. That's number one. Number two is they're both about water. There it was about the water of the sea. Here it's about the water of the well. Another comparison is that it's both about seeing their enemies' bodies come to the surface in the the, the in the, the Dead Sea. In the, sorry, the Red Sea. When they crossed through Yamsuf, they saw the bodies of the Mitzrim, which is how they knew the Mitzrim weren't just waiting on the other side. They were actually killed. Here we see the bodies of the Emirates in the water. It's again the expression of salvation, which, is, which triggers the song. Also, it's interesting to note the opposite here. In a certain sense, when it came to the sea, the sea split and converged to kill the enemies. It's the same kind of movement here. We see the valley tilting towards each other, closing, unifying to kill the enemies, and then opening for Israel. It's almost the reversal of what happened in Parashas Beshalach, and it's the same song which comes afterwards. What is the difference between the, 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 the songs? So it's interesting, and that is Moshe is not mentioned explicitly in the song at all. Rashi points out that he is alluded to in the word Mechokek, the lawgiver, but he's not mentioned explicitly. Why not? Well, Rashi suggests because the so- actually the well was the vehicle through Moshe of, of Moshe's sin, which precluded him from entering the land of Israel, so he's not mentioned in this, which is why Hashem is also not mentioned. However, the Maharal of Prague points out a very beautiful idea, and that is this is the hallmark of the greatest leader. A leader is the kind of person at the beginning of the program, has to be the leader of the choir, he has to bring everybody together and cause them to sing. At the end of the program, 40 years later, if they're able to sing without even needing their leader, that's the greatest success of the leader. The leader can recede into the background because he's trained the people to know that this is a moment worth singing for. And that's why this is only Az Yashir Yisrael Es Ashir Azois. It's not Moshe at this point in time. That's the greatest success. With this, we conclude the sixth Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.